studying 1 John chapter 4, we're starting to get revelation of how much God truly does love us. And a repetition of just saying that over and over again. Union and communion with Him. And that's what John is doing over and over again, emphasizing the love that God has for us. And we're going to continue on here and read in verse 19. We love Him because... The only reason we love God is this, this very reason. He first loved us. First. Yes, He loved he us first. first. loved us. That's why we can say with confidence and with boldness that we have nothing to do with our salvation experience. Because He first loved us. We didn't love Him first. We did not have the capacity to to love as God loves because we believed the lie. But now we're believing the truth. And now we can truly begin to love like God and understand that love. Does your say it a little different than the Amplified? No. It's pretty clear, isn't it? <laughs> love What's him because he first loved us. Period. Period. That's it. I mean, we could never have loved God on our own. No. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's why I say we have nothing to do with this. We have nothing to do with it. We choose to love people on this earth in the human sense. Because in the human sense, it goes right back to condition. Condition, yes. Where God's love is no conditions. Unconditional. But, but now as the love of God begins to abide in us, as we are in union with Him and communing with Him, our soulish realm begins to change, and we can become more lovable, first of all, but we can learn to love like Jesus loved, so that we can have more patience with people. We can experience more joy because of the Spirit of God is in us. We have all those things now in the Spirit. Right. That's what makes uh, relationships better now, because the Spirit of God is coming forth out of us. It takes me back to Stephen again. Stephen and his, the great love that he had. It didn't matter whether they were killing him or what. And see, the picture I get with Stephen is his love was not conditional. It was unconditional love. Because look at how they were treating him. Oh, my goodness. And he demonstrated that love by saying, do not hold that to them. That's the two differences between the two loves. Stephen demonstrated that unconditional love. It wasn't based upon condition. Because if he would have been in the natural realm, not the spiritual, he would have lashed out. Because you're not demonstrating love to me. I wonder, this thought just hit me. Do you think Stephen was, was on the Mount of Crucifixion and watched Jesus die? I don't know. I just He uh, may have. I don't know. Maybe. He may have because of what he said. Yes. What he, when he said, I commend my spirit to you. He didn't have this New Testament written like we have today that we're reading from. He was a devout follower. That's why he was chosen. I'm just speculating here. <laughs> well, it, it may make perfect sense. Everyone witnessed the love of Jesus on the cross. Not everyone understood it, no, but, what but I, everyone saw it. What I'm saying is Jesus demonstrated unconditional love to the entire world, right? Sure. 
it wasn't based upon conditions because in the flesh he would have lashed out and he didn't do that he demonstrated god's unconditional love in him so i think you're right i think stephen the other apostles disciples witnessed that as well but didn't come to a full revelation of that until they received the holy spirit of god right exactly now we have the word of god And through the Spirit of God in us, his love is revealed in the same way, possibly, that Stephen saw it in the natural. But I know what's true is that the love of God doesn't change, does it? Doesn't change, and it's expressed now in writing. He wrote these things so that we could know. And it's, it's now the Spirit of God in us. It's Spirit to Spirit. Man, all these things we've been talking about. And he loved us. He loved us so we could love him. We've done a real good introduction to verse 20. 20. This is just what we've been saying, how you can determine whether you're walking in the love of God or not, or whether you're walking in your fleshly realm. Yes. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother... Whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And it goes right back to Jesus being on the cross, showing that love. Sure. goes back to Stephen being stoned, showing that perfected love flowing through them. And what that scripture is saying, it's not to condemn you, it's to give you a picture. Are you walking in that love? If you're not walking in that truth, you're still believing the lie of Satan, where you're basing your relationship on conditions. You're not demonstrating love unconditionally like Jesus and Stephen did. And what John is showing us through the writings, because he obviously has this in his heart, has this in his mind of this true nature of love. And he's trying to paint that picture for us to get an understanding. They were dying physically. We're told to die to self. Yes. There's a parallel there. There's... There's an example of Christ dying, of of Stephen's death, that jumps out at me today that says, I need to die to the fleshly realm. Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I still live. Yet not I. I don't live anymore. I'm not supposed to live. You're not supposed to be led by these lies anymore. It's by the truth. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. Isn't that awesome? It's wonderful. What a picture of his love that he drew for us. And we get this all through the scriptures. Everything we've been talking about is in scripture. Yes. Wow. But see, hundreds of years, we've painted the wrong picture. It was the lies that have resonated in our minds of who God is. It was those lies that have been keeping us in bondage and in captivity. But it's when you truly start to seek God. When you truly start to seek God and ask Him for revelation, ask God. Talk to God like we're talking to you right now. Ask Him, give me this revelation of your true love. I want to be set free. But if you're not seeking, and we know this from experience, don't we, Terry? If you're not seeking God, you're not asking God, if you're not communicating with God, nothing's going to happen. You're still going to continue to have this old mindset and believe the lies. You're going to be thinking the wrong thoughts. Yes. 
Ignoring the truth. Yes, ignoring the truth, and it's going to tear you down. Yeah. And you're going to continue to spiral downward and downward. Yes. We can't force people to seek God. No. All we can do by the leading of the Holy Spirit is tell people the truth. After they hear the truth, it's up to each individual to seek the truth, to receive their own personal revelation on understanding His love and what all He's provided for them. The teachings we do, if you just listen to these teachings one time, if you just listen to these teachings and do nothing else, your life is not going to change. Nothing's going to happen. Just listening to us and then go on about your business as normal, your life is not going to change. The teachings we're providing simply give you a spiritual awareness just to open your eyes so you'll seek God. That's why we're teaching. It's to give them a foundation so they can begin to seek God on their own and be set free and believe the truth that God loves them. Matthew says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That righteousness now lives in us. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That's in our spirit. The Spirit of God dwells in us. Jesus became sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. We're the righteousness of God. That's the truth. That's the truth. When you accept that Jesus loves you, he came to this earth, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're born again. Hallelujah. What a precious, precious gift. You talked earlier about seeking in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Yes. And this is Jesus talking. And what he's wanting to do is teach us that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's not our righteousness, is it? We're to be seeking God's righteousness. That's correct. That's what we're to believe in. It's God's righteousness. He's right. He's right. We're wrong. (laughs) He's truth. We're lies. Because we've been born of that seed of the lie through Satan, through the world. But now, but now, but God, but God, <laughs> and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. What Jesus is trying to tell us is don't worry about things in your life. Don't worry about that you're not standing right with me right now, because God's righteousness is coming. Because if you go on further down here, you read about the Lord's Prayer. Yes. And what he's telling you, that righteousness is going to come. That love is going to come. You're going to be set free. You need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What that means is you have to stand on his truth and quit believing the lies. When the truth comes, it's like light into the dark room. And we're talking about the love of God. When you believe the truth of God, the love of God, you focus on that. You don't have to go back and think about the lies and all of that. 
Let God take care of those. He did, didn't he? Yes, it's, it's a done deal. Focus on the truth now. When someone starts saying you have to do something, you have to do this. You, no, no. The Lord did it all. That's the truth. His righteousness. We just read that. Yes, it's his righteousness. Jesus said this is his righteousness. We read the word of God to find out who we are, what this righteousness is now. It's his righteousness. And we stand in that righteousness. We stand in it. We're a right standing in God yes. because of his righteousness. Because of what he did. Yes, and provided for us. And the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God because he loved us. That's it. It's so it's so simple. It is simple. It's so <laughs> we should make a recording of that and plug that in every time we want to say that, because we say it all the time. It's so simple, Mitch. If you focus on the truth, it chases out the lies. It does. We don't even have to think about the lies if we focus on the truth. Because every time a lie comes up, you can say, I thank you, Father, I stand in your righteousness. I stand in your love, and it's all from you. I have nothing to do with this. When you get to heaven, what are you going to say? Thank you. Yes. That's all you have to say. <laughs> I thank you. I stand in your righteousness. Yes. I have nothing to do with us. It's through your grace in Ephesians 2, 8. Oh, man. It's by grace you're saved. Through faith. Through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. That's it. <laughs> That's the gospel. Yeah. We're saved through faith. We have to believe in that. And we can because Jesus says it's God's righteousness. It's not ours. What the law could not do, Jesus did. <laughs> and he fulfilled that law how? By love. Yep. He fulfilled that law by love. Oh, boy. He was standing in God's righteousness and fulfilled it. He was the only human being that fulfilled the law. He demonstrated that man under his own righteousness could not fulfill the law. It was through God's righteousness that Jesus fulfilled the law. The Spirit of God was within Jesus. Jesus yielded to that Spirit, listened to the truth of that Spirit at all times. That's why it's God's righteousness, it's His love, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All things are of God. So when you're talking about all things, it's, it's the truth. If it's of God, it's the truth. And the scripture is telling us that God is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. Our responsibility is to have faith in God. Have faith in the finished work of the cross. Walk in the light. If you want light in a room, Mitch, you light it up with a candle, a match, you turn the electricity on. And if you need that light, you just stay in it. You stay in that light. The darkness will never overcome it. But as soon as you let the light go out, you're back in the darkness. What we're trying to say is, it's that truth versus the lie. We always want to be in the truth. We want to be in the light of God's love. Don't ever let the light go out. Stay in the word. And that truth is, God loves us unconditionally. Amen. I'm going to say it over and over Over again. and over. I'm going to have it penetrate. It's God's love, unconditional love for us. And that's the light that we need to stand in. 
We need to be rooted and grounded in that love. We are rooted and grounded in that understanding, aren't we, Terry? Yes. And we want everyone else that is listening to this CD to be rooted and grounded in that understanding of who God is, and that is love. 1 John four twenty one, And this commandment we have from the Lord, that he who loves God must love his brother also. 1 John um, 5, 1. Everyone who believes, adheres to, trusts, and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is a born-again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. Wow. It's amazing. Everyone who believes, adheres to, trusts, and relies on the fact that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, is a born-again child of God. We're children of God. And we had nothing to do with that, did nothing we, Terry? Nothing to do with it. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. By this, by this love. Verse 2. Yes. We come to know, recognize, and understand that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commands, his orders, and his charges, then we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teachings. We're mindful. We have it in our mind. We're focused in. We're focused in. We are seeking him so we can have that love of God flow through us so we can love one another. That's what we're wanting to do now. It has nothing to do with sin now. The sin issue has been taken care of. We now have a relationship with God because we just read that. We're children of God now. Now as children of God, we need to be taught. We need to start walking like our Father so we can begin to demonstrate that love to others. That's what our walk is now. Sure. It has nothing to do with sin. It has nothing to do with condemnation. Let's read verse 3. For the true love of God is this, that we do His commands, keep His ordinances, and are mindful of His precepts and teachings. And these orders of His are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. Let me read the next verse, 4. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Mine says it a little differently in verse 4. For whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. We have a little dash in there. Yep. What is this victory that makes us overcome the world? Our faith. Our faith is what makes us overcome the world. Our faith in God. Our believing the truth. That's it. Not the lies any longer. My faith is in the truth of God's Word. And we stand on that truth. We now understand we are children of God. And we want to walk like the Father. We want to listen to His instructions. That's why it's important to listen to the Holy Spirit so you can receive those instructions from God. Yes. They're not burdensome. No. Irksome. No. What He's wanting to do is instruct us to build us up in the love of God. He's wanting to teach us about the love of God. And he's wanting to comfort us in the love of God. And he's wanting us to comfort others in the love of God. That's what is meant by love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. 
When you seek the Father, you're seeking Him because you want to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. You're wanting to have that full revelation of God's love by seeking Him. I just quoted Matthew twenty-two twenty-seven. By loving God, then we can love others. And when people see that love flow through us, they know we're children of God. Mm-hmm. It's beginning to reflect the image of who God is. It's not to make us in right standing with God. No. It's just to show a reflection of God and His love that now can flow through us. Let's, let's read this scripture again. This is American Standard. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. There's that dash. Our faith. Our now faith. Now listen to this question. This is a question. Yes. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Six. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. The Spirit is truth. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That's what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do, is bear witness to our spirit that we've been born again, right? Yes. And he's wanting to reveal that truth. That truth in us that God is love and God loves you and you are now a child of God. There are three that want to testify of the truth too. In the next verse. Go ahead. There are three that testify, the spirit and the water and the blood and the three are in agreement. If we receive the testimony of men, I'm reading on in nine, the testimony of God is greater for the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his son. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself, and the one who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. That's it. Praise the Lord. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) If you believe the true words of God, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, God dwells within you. Yes. If you don't, you're saying God's a liar. You're calling God a liar. That's what John's saying. Yes. You're calling God a liar. If you don't believe this. Because he's the truth. He is the truth. And that's what John's trying to make clear to the readers. Yes. Verse 11. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And he who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. That's very simple. Yes. Yes. Either you have the truth within you or you have the lie. That's right. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Hallelujah. This is the confidence that we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. It's that confidence again. Yes. Boldness, confidence. We are to have confidence and believe that we have eternal life through the Son, Jesus Christ, and him and him alone. We are to believe that it's through God's righteousness 
that we have eternal life and that we're in right standing with God. It's not our righteousness. We can't do anything to make ourselves in right standing no, with God, no matter true. how hard we try. That's absolutely true. So we have to have confidence. We talked about that earlier, about having confidence and trust and boldness in what hmm. God has provided for us. I've skipped on down here in 1 John 5, to verse 20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. There's that truth again, Mitch. Yes. In His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know Him, that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. I want to know the truth. And we do know the truth now. Yes. We've told everyone the truth through Scripture. We just read that. The Holy Spirit is a witness to bear witness to our spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit's to do, to give us truth. Now, either we can accept or reject that truth. And the reason we accept or reject truth is because we believe lies of what we've been taught. And therefore, there's that conflict between truth and lie. What we just read here may go contrary to what you've been taught. But this is the truth. This is the truth. It's not a lie. Amen. We've been reading it from the King James, the New King James. And you've been reading it from the Amplified. And a little bit of New American Standard. Yes, but it's truth. Yes. There is no lie in truth. So some of the things you've been taught may be contrary to truth. Yes. So now what you have to make a decision on, am I going to stand on this truth or continue to believe the lies and the traditions that I've been taught? That's the decision you have to make. And what John has been saying here, if you want to believe the lies, if you think that you can have right standing with God by you doing something, that's a lie. That's right. We've had through Scripture here, I don't know how many times, the word love, that it's all through God's love that we are right standing with God. And it's only through Him. So the decision has to be made whether you're going to believe the truth of God or the lie of Satan. That's right. John 10.10. 10, it's pretty simple. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. God is good. The devil's bad. Pretty simple. It is. Very simple. I want to read one more scripture before we get away from it. It's the last verse of 1 John 5. And it says in American Standard, little children, guard yourself from idols. He's talking about all this love, and all of a sudden he stops and says, keep yourself from idols. Listen to what the Amplified is telling us. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life. Amen. So be it. Terry, that is talking about lies. You got it. <laughs> it talks about lies. Yes. Keep 
from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God. What's, what's that in your heart now? It's the truth. <laughs> 